0: Hey, beautiful healing people, welcome to Kindred Medicine, a sacred storytelling podcast. I'm Dr. Sheena. I'm soft spoken but powerful. And I'm your host and the creator of Kindred Medicine, an online directory of healers of color for the people and a growing community boldly healing from the roots. I love how stories have the power to live in the past, present, and future at once, how they heal, how they witness, how they bring us together. Kindred Medicine, the podcast, is a collection of stories, lessons, and memoirs. Thanks for being here. Let's get into the story. These are real stories told in rawness by our amazing community members. And here at Kindred Medicine, being seen and heard in our humanity is at our core, to experience depth and range in our emotions as we hold space and witness each other. Please take care of yourself in your witnessing. Today is May 31st, 2020. and This is Dr. Sheena, the host of Kindred Medicine, the podcast. I want to thank all of our kindred who... Have tuned into the Kindred Medicine podcast in the, la- the last nine weeks. I am deeply grateful for your presence and support, for the storytellers, for the medicine that has been offered, for the community that we are building. I do hope that you'll continue listening as we journey forward together in the shifting of our world. But today, I want to depart a bit from our usual format and offer my thoughts to effort toward clarity and remembering to perhaps hold us all in love for a moment, to find the ground and to attend to our nervous systems as can. There is much to be said about what we are experiencing and witnessing in our present moments as a country. This is not just about the precious life of George Floyd being taken the way so many of our Black family members are murdered at the hands of white cops who see us as subordinates, as threatening fixtures, as inhuman, and who in their white skin and badges believe they are the authorities of life. This is about a multi-generational truth, an exhaustive battle with white supremacy, a system designed by white people for white people to cause harm, to incite fear, to disenfranchise, to exploit, to destroy and kill black lives. Many of our community members are watching this unfold and they're misunderstanding. How could there be so much unrest over the death of one man? They often think we overreact. They gaslight us and convince the world that we are unreasonably angry. But we know, Black people, that our emotional landscape is far more colorful and complex than anger. We are in pain. We are tired. We are traumatized. Our feelings are justified and reasonable. And trauma begets trauma responses. Fight. We fight with our words, our bodies, our tools, our knowledge. We fight in our homes, from our homes, in the streets, as individuals and collectives. Flight, we retreat within ourselves or within our minds for safety or because the reality is too much to remain present with. We freeze, we become immobile. Our minds feel cloudy, we feel confused or disoriented. Submit, we acquiesce, and we defer to others to inform and determine our experiences or perceptions of what's happening. Tend and befriend, which I might argue is one of the biggest wounds we suffer as black people, chronically harmed by racism and white supremacy. We might find ourselves giving our attention to caretaking, to explaining we're educating white folks about how they collude or participate in causing harm or um, offering them resources for how to um, reconcile their way of being white in the world. We might notice the temptation to make excuses for them and we might even align with the perspective that black people are to blame for the positions that we are in. That's tend and befriend. So maybe you recognize yourself in these, some of these words or descriptions, or maybe you see yourself in all of these words. Maybe some part of your body lit up as I described each of them. Dear Kindred, this means that you have been surviving, that your beautiful black body has done what it needs to do in the pursuit of safety, what it needs to do to keep existing here. This is the physiology of trauma. We've been surviving this way for generations. Our beloved ancestors know these ways. They've passed them on to us in our DNA. Dear Kindred, do you know that the boiling you feel inside belongs to all of us? That the rage you feel is your ancestors' muffled screams? This is what it feels like to live in a black body with the rage of generations being held captive inside. You know the presence you feel hovering over your shoulders, the sudden warmth in your belly, the cool breeze grazing the top of your head. They are here. They are here with us to shift this world, to support us in reclaiming our bodies and our health. And to whisper our forgotten truths and rituals in our ears, this for the sake of true freedom. As I've been sitting and holding myself in the energy of our now, I came across a passage about community ritual written by Maladoma Patrice Somé in his book *The Healing Wisdom of Africa*. He states. The most destructive thing one can do in ritual is to become a passive observer, thinking that your physical presence is enough. In ritual, passivity results in a significant and sometimes dangerous draining of energy. Yet, it is frequently seen in community ritual, and it is the issue from which conflict most frequently and predictably arises. When passive participants are reminded that they are not being productive, their usual usual response is to take offense. It is as if the ego feels the need to protect itself from something it does not know very well. The worst expression of this kind of conflict occurs when people justify their passivity by citing sources they believe to be authoritative about ritual. They quote some expert to prove that being called on to do things one way or another is abusive. Needless to say, people are very creative when it comes to protecting the interests of their ego. End quote. I know I don't need to say much about that quote. I think it speaks for itself. Um, it speaks to our sacred experience in ritual and the passive presence of others, but it also speaks to the symbiotic relationship that is our now as we fight for justice. These days are these days we're in are heavy and hard and in the midst of a pandemic that is disproportionately claiming black lives we are also coping with the most recent murders and trauma porn of black men women and trans people we are fighting to live freely i understand and see the propaganda the politics and the hidden agendas i understand where our responsibility as black people lies, and likewise the responsibilities of our kindred indigenous POC community members to take action in shifting our world. I know who is to blame and that white folks have much to prove and to do to take accountability, to correct, to sustain effective and just change. I know that there is no room for ego. Dear Kindred, I see our ancestors guiding us through ritual. I see our POC kinfolk standing in the sacred circle with us as we remember our connection to the elements. As our youth release the muffled screams that we have all been holding, I see the Ajogun walking amongst us, waiting and manufacturing opportunities to coat our spirits with darkness, to cloud our eyesight, to to provoke us, to distract us. I see them setting fires, creating chaos and calling us heathens. Dear kindred. I invite you to step into the ritual space, into the sacred spaces, into your bodies, into relationship with your ancestors, into healing while we strategize, while we gather and while we shift our world. And right now I I offer to you a moment to ground, to remind yourself of what presence in your body feels like, to attend to your nervous systems with love, to sense into the support we have in each other as a collective, as the most beautiful beings that breathe. So if it's okay, right now I invite you to join me in a moment, a moment of sitting, a moment of meditation, a moment to enter into ritual space, into sacred space as beautiful, holy, black people as kin. So if it feels okay, you're invited to find a comfortable seat or shape, whether you're sitting on the floor or the earth outside or allowing yourself to be supported by a piece of furniture. Find that shape and see if you can settle. Allowing yourself to take the time you need to find a moment of comfort. Right away, I invite you to take a breath in and to exhale out the mouth. Dear Kindred, your body is yours. Your beautiful black body belongs to you. Our bodies are altars, decorated with stories of pain and the divinity of our ancestors. Do not confuse our pain with anger. Do not mistake our rage for recklessness. We are painting self-portraits of our insides across this country. They are not for sale. Our sovereignty is not for sale. And again, breathing in together and exhaling out the mouth. I invite you to, with every inhale, take in what feels true and real and whole and healing. And with every exhale, letting go of the lies, letting go of all that you've been holding that no longer serves you. Letting go of the responsibility that is not yours. Releasing fear. Notice that part of your body that's being supported by the earth or the chair. Bring your attention there gently. And maybe the eyes have closed or are gazing down softly. Whatever the eyes are doing, I invite you to take a moment to check in with what's happening on the inside. Very sweetly and gently notice what the body's doing. Notice any sensations. Witness any emotions. And then gently bringing your attention back to your breath. Again with every inhale taking in something sweet, something healing and every exhale letting go of something, something heavy, something that lacks purpose. And if it feels okay, I invite you to intuitively make choices with the breath that feel even more supportive. Maybe that's slowing the breath down. Maybe that's expanding the breath. Maybe deepening it, allowing it to begin and end in the belly space. Allow the collarbones and heart space to open and shine forward. Shoulder blades melting down the back. The neck is long and the head just reaches toward the sky, toward that which is greater than us, our higher self, creator, God, source, whatever that means for you. And if the eyes are closed, I invite you to gently open them as we ground together. And as the eyes gently open, I invite you to name out loud or with a whisper to yourself five things you can see with your eyes. Name five things you can see with your eyes. Scanning the space you're in, naming five things you can see and then naming four things you can hear. Again, gently whispering this to yourself or saying it audibly. Three things you can touch or feel and I invite you to touch those three things that you see that you feel drawn to touching or feeling. Two things you can smell And lastly, one thing you can taste. These are grounding reminders. Know that you can return to this exercise as much as you need to, to bring you back to the present, to bring you back into your body when you find yourself drifting. Five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch or feel, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And as you're ready, if the eyes want to close, I invite you to do so. Or allow the eyes to softly gaze right in front of you. We are elemental beings, we are fire. We are made of water, we inhale the winds, we create, and we are destroying. This is a natural disaster. Taking a breath in, and exhaling, letting something go. Breathe and breathe again, breathe deeply, breathe fully. Take care of your nervous system. Weep. Tears are embodied libations. Let salted water fall out of you, into your hands. Grieve, rub them together. Generate heat between them, create fire. Feel their blood, the rich rivers of our black ancestors flowing inside of you. Allow it to cleanse you. Embrace yourself, scream, dance. This is ritual. Thanks again for being here. You're invited to take a moment with me to honor this story with breath, taking one full vibrant inhale and a deep cleansing exhale. These moments and these stories are yours and ours, and this is a labor of deep love by yours truly. If you'd like to support this sweet movement, share your energy by making an offering via cash app at Kindred kindredmedicine or via PayPal, heal at kindredmedicine.com. Please also take a moment to subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Stay close on the gram at Medicine, And of course, send the healers. Tell them they are needed here. Visit our site at www.kindredmedicine.com to join our community, to add your own healer listing to the directory, and to recommend your favorite trusted healers of color, and to search for healers in your area. Sending infinite love to Felicia Oni Richards at Love for sharing her music medicine, Barasuwayo, a song for Eshira. Check out the podcast page on our site to learn more about her and to find episode show notes. May healing come soon. Peace.